How's it going, everybody? Luke Buckley here with Joe Marino, Cautiously Optimistic Podcast. And let's give him a special introduction. Our good friend from the Charging Buffalo, Mr. DJ Mitchell, is here. DJ, how are you? Hello, everyone. We uh, obviously feeling good. It's a big night. It is. It is. Uh, draft lottery. I'm checking out my. Um, yeah, I'm checking out my Twitter. We're live. We're live on Twitter. We're live on Twitter. We're live on. We my are live. Twitter. Um, we could ostensibly be live on your guys' Twitter too. Uh, but once if you retweet it, um, so gonna be a good time. Ten minutes, nine minutes now before the uh, NHL draft lottery kicks off. How we feeling? I'm feeling lucky. Oh. Are they going to pull it off? What Are do you guys punk? think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two percent. I mean, it's it's the only way. Yeah. I I don't. I mean, honestly, I think the conversation. Uh, I got into it earlier with some people. Um, it's like if we don't get three, which is very likely, what do we do with you know probably thirteen? And I was like, we should trade it. And I was getting a lot of pushback on that. So I was actually wondering what your guys' thoughts are if we stay at thirteen. I mean, are we drafting there? I know there's prospects that I'm sure you guys are into, but what are your overall thoughts? I mean, is it time to stop adding to this prospect pool? That's a good question. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that, actually. Uh, um, I think around deadline time, I was all for trading it, but I guess it just depends on what's available around the draft. Like, if if there's a great young defenseman, like 23 years old, available, yeah, by all means, trade the pick. But mm-hmm. I guess it just depends on what's available, you know? Yeah, if you can make, yeah, like... Just, the, uh... To me, it's like the 13th pick. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. I was going to say, you know, if you can make, like, the, the proverbial Ryan O'Reilly trade, then um, yeah. possibly, you know. But a defenseman. Yeah, yeah. Something that can... Yeah. You I add just another think it's high like the 13th winger. pick is. No, you go ahead, DJ. You're You're it's the value. Yeah, the, the, I was going to say, to me, it's like the value of the 13th overall pick immediately evaporates once you make the selection. It's like getting a new pack of cards, and you're like, you open <laughs> it, and now the value is gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's like, if you think you've got the guy, but once you get to that spot when you're on the clock, that is when that it will not have more value un, until this player comes to fruition. So you have years, probably. I mean, it, very unlikely the next year this player is going to be valuable. So you're talking at least two to three years. It's like, when do you want to open the window? And where, when do you say the window is open? Because if it's open now, do you need this pick in two or three years? And I get, you know, you can get into the cap, you know, with Salin and all the other guys that are going to come up. You need that kind of cheap asset, but you even know what's going to get there. So I, I don't know. I find it like a really interesting theory to like go into more about where the Sabres are at, because if you believe in this team's ability and what my point was, you get to the playoffs, Seattle and Florida right now looking like the cup final. It's like, mm-hmm. why not just get in? Like, why not try to make sure you just get in when we know how random it can be. But I get at the same token, like you're going to start shipping off these assets for guys to come in now that might not be useful in three years. Well, what if you're not ready in three years? I mean, what if you just Toronto it up? So I don't know. It's tough. Yes. Um, no, that's very true. Cause I've always like kind of thought of the merits of that, right? Like the, the potential pick that you don't know what it will be is like a lot more valuable than um, what the pick might actually be. So yeah, you do raise a very good point there. Uh, I wonder if they, if they'd 
uh, look into that. I think they would do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, presumably they were going to give it up in Chikorin trade, right? Because they were in it till the very end. I would imagine, yeah, seeing so, as... Uh... Unless the ask was just one of their high-end forward prospects and not a first-round pick. But I imagine this year's first-round pick was on the table. So mm-hmm. I don't. they're not going to trade it for a forward, I don't think. I think the, for, the forwards they have, yeah, I think sorry. they're just going to roll with it again. But if a solid 24-year-old defenseman that they either have under control for several years or is on an entry-level contract, something like that... I would yeah. move that pick in a heartbeat. To, to me, to me, it's like all the yeah, all the guys or the teams that make sense. It's almost like there isn't a perfect fit. So I think like San Jose, their window's not open. It probably I mean if they get Bedard, we're gonna find out. Let's say they don't. Well, Mario Ferraro makes sense, but you're giving up 13 for Ferraro. I can't imagine no that's the mm-hmm. case. So it's like who is the there's just like who is the guy on the team that might be looking to push the can down the road a few years. And defense, it gets real thin, I think, real fast. So I, I, it definitely has to be a perfect storm. I don't. I mean, Adam's made it very clear. It's like I want young team-controlled assets. So those are hard to find. I think Matt the Chuck was the guy that I'm just, you know, I'm forever going to think the Sabers should have been the team to get him, and they probably were in yep. on it. So we'll see, we'll see. But that's, I, I think, like going to be the talking point for most of WGR and everything leading up to the draft. It's like, all right, there's a few guys here, but. What what is this team now? You know, so I don't know. It'd be interesting. I've got uh, a name. I've got a name for you guys. Okay, Rasmus Anderson mm-hmm. on Calgary. He'd mm-hmm. be the guy. Good player. He's got like four, on, four more uh, years left at like awesome. five million, something like that. That'd be perfect. And he's young too. He's like twenty six. We're um we're four minutes away. Rebuild. Yeah, yeah. If they rebuild, you never know. But uh, he, he's a name I like. We're closing in on this thing, so I do just want to point out, in case anyone doesn't know, Sabres can only jump 10 spots. So uh, different uh, different rules this year uh, for those of whom maybe not too caught up. These rules change every year. I wonder what's going to be next year. They're going to make some kind of unnecessary change. We're in two years in a row. Really bad job number one. on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like all the... The NHL literally posted the graphic with the Sabres as 2%. It had no like, – I saw multiple people quoting that like, oh, so the Sabres can get one. I'm like, no, no, no. no Are you surprised not, that they screwed that up? up but... Are you surprised that they screwed that up? No, no. Status no, quo. no, no, not at all. They screwed everything. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. But alas, I mean, here we are. I'm so excited to see – where this pick ends up because it's going to be a cons- I feel like there's no way it doesn't turn into a conspiracy. Like it's going to be a <laughs> oh, yeah. it's going to cause a lot of friction. I can already tell. Yeah. It's not going to be Anaheim. And like, I, I would love it. It's not going to be Anaheim. It's going to be Chicago, Montreal, Detroit's going to jump up. Like something stupid's going to happen today. And I'm so excited to see it. I should have thrown on my, uh, Nasland era Canucks, um, Orca Jersey. <laughs> oh man. See if, okay, uh, uh I do have a three minutes away. Do we have but, a prediction? The, the, oh the yeah, bar. there we go. We gotta see that. <laughs> We're ready. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean it's I made this in I made this in about four minutes with masking tape. It looks real bad, but I had to do it for the bit. Did you do that between the time we sent you the link here and coming on? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. 
Yeah, I literally, I literally crazy. thought I was like, who should I go with? Did I go with go with the Canucks or the? I was like, oh my Ducks jersey. I honestly didn't get this design yet on purpose. I'm gonna get it customized oh, eventually. Nice. But I'm like, we're gonna get on it. This could actually be a fun one to get Bedard if he goes there. Yeah, I don't. I I should just get Korea, but yeah, Korea is the know. ultimate guy. I Maybe, think Shigeru uh, may have worn it. Gihi Bear may have. I think, or however yeah. you say it. I yeah, the goalie. So. Sh- there you go. Shiger. 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 Yeah. JS Shiger. I can't. I don't. Nita. Nita Meyer. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I. I'm. I brought about what eight jerseys into that place in Buffalo. I can't remember what it's called now. But oh, that place yeah. was a cool. I went in there. It was a cool. Have you ever been there? The A and what the heck's it called? I think AW I Sports or AES Sports or whatever. Oh. It's out in Depew. I went in there and there were. Oh my God! They were designing so many cool jerseys. I saw a Devin Levi autographed one getting put oh on. Oh my I was God! Like, How did you get the letter? I don't know. Where I was is so this excited place? though. It's in Depew. Okay, so that that's right near us. That's right near Joe and I. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check I that out. Look it up. Hey, yeah. it says we have. Um, wow. For, uh, I'm just looking at the numbers on on my account right now it says 488 views that could just be people passing through but right four four viewers right now so we got hey, nine on, us. The, on our our uh podcast twitter account nine oh, beautiful. okay yeah but so yeah. whatever it is i mean this is our first time doing it so uh thank you everybody very much for tuning in if there's any technical difficulties please bear with us um because this is only our second time even using the video recording uh tool that we're using the site that we're using uh, so yeah, thank you very much for being here and uh, sticking around with us. We uh, it's eight o'clock. They're showing a right. feature on Connor Bedard right now. Yeah. We will, at risk of being shut down, <laughs> if you're wondering why the name of this stream is Hello, uh, and the description is Hello. We don't want to lead anybody uh, to our account necessarily. That you know any snitches get stitches. Any snitches. That's right. Snitches. Uh, that's right. Uh, so. Um, we will be watching it live. We will be seeing uh, Bill Daly or whoever it is flipping the card, and uh, we'll see it. Maybe we'll have some. We don't sound. want we don't want too many people watching live yeah. though, where this gets exposed. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's not like you guys. You guys heard about the 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 one site that tried to do this, and they're like, "Do not use any proprietary information." And like that was everyone streamed the Super Bowl on it. I can't remember what site oh, it was yeah. now because it already got shut down, but. It's not on you guys. It's just on the website. Like they can't let you do mm. that. That's why. Um, yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, the the NFL actually cares, but yeah, we were gonna do the we we've done the watch playback, which is great, but you have to get on early because people have to log into their providers. Oh, but they can watch with you, but they have to log in. Mm. So, so that works pretty well too. I I can show you guys that we we did it for a couple of playoff games, watch alongs, but again, it, a it's not in Canada, which sucks for hockey. It's coming. They mm. keep telling us for like a year now, but. Yeah, if you have like YouTube TV, you just log in and you're watching with us. Oh, nice, oh, cool, so very nice, pretty cool. I think all my tabs are reloading right now. <laughs> it's it's scaring me because like my screen is going white. I'm trying to reload my Spectrum app. All right, before Bill Daly starts flipping those cards, let's make a prediction: who's getting number one? Arizona. Oh man, that's. It'd be fun, but at the same I would, time, I would personally how embarrassing. Yeah, I would like it. I it feel like Arizona. It. I actually tweeted about this today. Arizona's not as bad as people think. Like it really mm-hmm. isn't. Like they have pieces. They have uh, Gunther. They have Geeky coming in. They have freaking Cooley. And they already have a top line that was legitimately an NHL 
high quality top line. Their defense is bad. Their goaltending is bad. I think Bedard makes them relevant, but at what cost? And he's still in Arizona. Um, right. I'll go San Jose. That's who I want. I'm just going to go with it. I, I think the Sharks would be a lot of fun. Um, and I think that this would give them a boost right back into contention pretty quickly. I don't think they're quite as bad as their season. They had that huge, huge fall off. They traded some guys that were valuable. They got some injuries and Carlson just couldn't carry the load enough. So I think they could actually bounce back decently quickly. Um, so that'd be my, my pick. Oh God. Uh, oh no, we might have a, a disaster here. My screen is white. Maybe the NHL hurt us. <laughs> Nothing. My screen is not loading. I do still have you guys though. So that's a good thing. But, Maybe we're not allowed to share it while we're live streaming. Well, no, like I can't even like I, we're still live. I just I can't okay. even, <laughs> I can't even see my screen. Oh um, come on, yeah. So oh well, uh, I'm scared to press the escape button. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think yeah, Arizona. Yes, I don't think it's gonna be any. It's not. It's not. No, it's it's no tomfoolery uh, type thing. It's just I think um, you know. If there was tomfoolery in the lottery. Connor McDavid would be an Arizona Coyote right now. Uh, my prediction: I think the Columbus Blue Jackets are going to win. They're going to get Connor Bedard. I can feel it. Okay I'm rooting it. for the Canucks, though. They have the longest odds to get him. But hometown boy, uh, going to play for his favorite team growing up. I th- I can see that. That'd be fun. Yeah, they. They did a real good job of shooting that chance right in the foot as hard as possible. They were like, let's hire a new coach and be boring and get very bad lottery odds. And they nailed it. That was their idea. Yeah, but I don't know what happened. We'll they looked like a bottom three team early on, but they played themselves out of pretty good shot at it. But good on them. They don't want to do a full-on rebuild as teams do. Ever. We're still, in their we're still waiting on... We're still waiting on Luke, but uh, if you're watching live, we appreciate you. Uh, bear with us with the technical difficulties because this is a first for us. Uh, the Sabres can move up total of 10 spots from 13. Uh, they can pick third. They've never picked third overall in their entire history. So 2%. Uh, Who do you DJ, want yeah, I was just going to ask you. Uh, I think Yeah. Oh. it's... It's between Matvey Mitchkov and Leo Carlson. I think I would go with Mitchkov just because the ceiling, but also yeah. there's the contract risk. But if you're the Sabres, there's no other team that can pick him and not have to worry about it like the Sabres can. They can just let him go play in Russia for yeah. two, three more years, however long it is. And, you know, he comes in, entry-level contract, you got a top six forward because they, they're just that deep at forward. So I think he'd be my pick, but I'd be happy either way. Yeah. I think it's gotta be a team like the Sabres at three or Mitch Goff's going to slide because GMs are just so risk adverse. Uh, they're just not going to be able, like you can't wait around for three years when you're going to get fired in two. You know what I mean? So I think if it ends up being like maybe San Jose gives Greer some wiggle room, but a lot of these teams, I think you're on the chopping block. You got to go with Will Smith or uh, Carlson because you just can't wait. Um, yeah. So I, I also, I agree. I think I'd take Mitch Goff at three if he got up there. Um, but I I think he slips to four or five. I think my final mock will have him lower than most just because GMs are cowards and True. they will never stop being cowards. And it's going to, yeah, if it's, if it's Chicago, like what are you going to do? You're going to wait for this guy with, you know, attendance to dwindling. 
you get the third pick, for example, you're just going to, okay, we're not going to see this guy for three years. No chance. You know what I mean? So we will see. It does look like it's somewhat starting. So we're going to find out quickly, but yeah, I think I want him if it happens um, at the 13 spot. I, I mean, it's so hard at this point, I think to judge, I've seen so many different scenarios, but there's really only like one right-hand defenseman, right? That's kind of wiggling around that area. Yeah, there's there's David Reinbacher, uh, Austrian right shot D, playing in the Swiss League, and then there's also Axel Sandin Pelica. So two two right-handed defensemen. I think I think they're both going to go in the top ten. So, but if either of them are available at pick thirteen, you, you got to pick them. But uh, we'll see. I I don't think yeah. they trade up. The Sabers have traded up a couple of times, but maybe no. once they trade up for Paterka, but. I just can't see them trading up at this point. Uh, we're no. still waiting I, on Luke. I don't know what's that, going Kevin, on. I think yeah. they hold on. Yeah. Hello. I think Kevin Adams will there hold on to the pick to the last minute. At the, oh, there he is. <laughs> All right. Well, we're, I mean, we're about to find out any second now. Is it working? Because I have it up on my phone, so at least I can sort of. Yes, sir. There's no echo for you guys, right? No. We're good. Okay, cool. There must be on my end, but I can deal with that. Cool. I, I had to get creative. All right. Thank you for holding it down while I was uh, away there. Uh, okay. Well, I'm not going to throw it on the screen just yet. We have Kevin Weeks talking. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Should I throw it up? Yeah, throw it up there. Who cares? All right. Oh, hang on. I might have to go here. All right. Oh, yeah. They're showing the the war rooms right now. Uh, let me just bring this up one more time, just so I have a, uh, just so I don't have a uh, another screen freezing problem. Showing kind of oh, okay. Do you guys They're remember showing... the McEichel? What's that? Oh, yeah, I see the. I remember too. it like it was yesterday. I was gonna say you guys remember the the McEichel. Yeah, I, I, I was actually I went out to Ithaca for a concert, um, and it was that like that night was the, in between two shows. And I just remember like being with all these guys that were like club hockey guys at Ithaca. We were freaking out. I, I just it was so much fun. Like, I do miss that, but I'd rather have a winning team. But that was like the best night, and it did suck to not give it David, but <laughs> whatever. Brought I the lucky think. horseshoe out from my <laughs> it should be on a weekend. But it was a it was a it was a Saturday night. It was a Saturday yeah. night. Like it should be Saturday night. It should always be on Saturday. Why is it on Monday? I the NHL once again is like you had the standalone game on Saturday. I guess the Kentucky Derby, but like, here we go. It, it, I just don't get it. I don't understand. Now this will league. be over before eight thirty, so because that's when the game starts. Didn't they that do it? The plan. Uh, in in years past, didn't they do it uh, at intermission at one of the games? I think so. The Darlene year, they yes. they did a cliffhanger. Yeah. I'm playing around so, here at their layout. There we go. That looks better. I hope they don't do that this time. But if if that does happen, we'll we'll be on the scene. We'll be covering it. So stay tuned. Um, I don't know if anyone is commenting on the stream just yet. On on our side of things, we don't see anything. But if yeah. you're watching, feel free to comment if you have any questions regarding the lottery drafts, Sabers off season, anything. We'll answer it live, but we're patiently waiting. Bill Daly flipping those cards. Yes, or are they going to do this like quicker than normal? Is what I want to know. Um, like, 
how many breaks are we going to take during this? How many commercial breaks? I feel like one break. They'll, yeah. they'll take one break right before they reveal the top two. Exactly. Yeah, right before, uh, right before the big reveal. Uh, two years in a row, the worst team in the league has gotten first overall, though. So let's see if Anaheim wins it again for Something's the worst give. team in the league. Something's got to give. I, I feel think. like if it's not the, yeah. the number one, the, the worst team, it's like some craziness. Like when Philly won in 2017 mm-hmm. to move up to second, or Carolina when they got Svechnikov. So hopefully that's the Sabres moving up to three. I I really haven't spent a ton of time mulling over the Sabres moving up big to three. I, I th- just think it'd be awesome how you finish the season so strong, you almost make the playoffs, and you get the third overall pick. It'd be just like a nice cherry on top. Yeah. You know? What's, so what can they are. get for that pick? <laughs> oh, man. I don't, I, I don't even know. <laughs> they trade, I was kidding. Yeah, oh, That'd be, God, I can't, I can't imagine. We're going to find out super third. fast here. <laughs> no. Okay. So we have Stay off rules. Twitter. I think we're oh, a little delayed God. here. Stay off Twitter. Okay. Okay. Yeah, everyone, yeah. if you want the full experience, stick with us here. Uh, do you guys want me to boost the audio? I'm building yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, let's hear okay. it. Let's uh, let's go for it. As we uh, reveal the results How's of that? tonight's draft yeah, that's good. With that, let's get it started. The number 16 overall selection in the 2023 NHL draft belongs to Calgary Flames. Okay. Calgary did not have a first pick last year, but they will be picking 16th overall for the fourth time in franchise history. All right. History. Staying put. The number 15 overall selection in the 2023 NHL draft belongs to the Nashville Predators. This yeah. will be GM David Poyle's last draft representing the franchise since its inception. Former head coach Barry Trotz will be taking over GM duties in July. I'm more nervous than I should be. Me too. The number 14 overall selection in the 2023 <laughs> NHL draft belongs to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay. All right. Three or 13. 16 season playoff run. I saw that come to an end. But the upside is they'll be picking 14th and they have a top 15 pick for the first time in a little over a decade. The number 13 overall selection in the 2023 NHL draft belongs to. Oh, damn it. Too sad. Oh, damn. That's all right. What are you going to do? Fine. What are you going to do? Really fine. And the first time since they selected Zach Cassian in 2000. Man, I was guessing a chance. Miracle. Almost. The number 12 overall selection in the 2023 NHL draft. The Ottawa Senators. Okay. Okay, at least they didn't win. Since this pick isn't a top five pick, the selection transfers to Arizona and oh. as a condition of the Jacob Chick. Oh, yeah. Trade, okay. The Cowboys will be selecting 12 for the fourth time in franchise history. The number 11 overall selection. Now we're into it. Three NHL mm-hmm. draft belongs to the Vancouver Canucks. Oh. Patrick Alvino right. will be heading Ooh. his second draft for Vancouver in the oh, there you go. This is the last time that the Canucks had they screwed themselves. All right, right. we're in no business move. now. The number 10 overall selection in the 2023 NHL draft belongs to the St. Louis Blues. Okay. All right. The St. Louis Blues will have three first round picks. Oh, baby. For the first time since 2007. 
the number nine overall selection in the 2023 NHL draft belongs to the Detroit Red Wings. The last time they had the okay. ninth overall pick in Motown was back Good. in 2017. As long as the immediate team is getting it. Yeah. They don't look thrilled. Just, yeah, not the Red Wings. That would have sucked. They're so bad. They should be bad. Let them be bad. Washington Capitals. All right. Wow. Their playoff run came Good. to an end with the eighth overall pick. They will yeah. have, though, the top 10 selection. People wanted to see Ovi and Bedard, and I get it, but I don't know. The number seven overall selection in the 2023 NHL draft belongs to the Philadelphia. Good. Yes. All right. Oh, wow. Uh, Look at that. Fifth overall last year. The Flyers Sorry, Daniel. For the fifth time <laughs> in franchise history. The number six overall selection. Oh, no. In the Please, no. Tough month for uh, Daniel. Here we go. Here okay. we go. Last year, the Coyotes had three first round selections. Goodbye, Arizona. Wow. Chaos. Not, oh. not happening. Selecting sixth overall for the first time since. Oh, man. And. All right. Now it's time. It's rigged. Montreal. It's rigged. Montreal. Here we go. Selection in the 2023 oh, boy. Belongs to. Oh, oh, oh okay. Okay. Wow. Oh, it's not rigged. The NHL is no longer rigged for sure. We get. He's out west. Unless there it's Columbus, no he's out west. The last time they had the fifth yeah. Pick is when they oh, all right. Well, McDavid has a rival for Carey Price. years. All right. Please Maybe. say Chicago. Please say Chicago. Oh my God. Punish them. Oh no. This will be Mike Greer's second. No. They have never selected fourth overall. But Damn it. Chicago gets Bedard. You got to be kidding. Anywhere but Chicago. Oh, my God. You go through all those years of winning, and you just get that chair free on top. With Columbus dropping to third. So now either Anaheim all right. Yep. As we predicted, the final three, <laughs> they will go to commercial break. We won't show the ads. Anaheim or Chicago? There's Connor McDavid. I hate this. All right, we'll bring that back up in a minute. Yeah. So no, good. no surprises so far. Man. Unless you consider the fact that nobody moved up. Yeah. Wait. Did they? A surprise. Yeah. Did they just say Columbus dropped like very casually? Yeah. There? I, 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 I didn't I see that. I didn't like, see Columbus that. Columbus will not be. So... I don't know what happened. What? Did they make yeah, a mistake? Like just like. Oh my. Did Butchergross uh, say something he shouldn't have? It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, someone did. I mean, I, or someone did. I. But then, okay. yeah, Elliot on Twitter are saying Anaheim, Chicago, or Columbus. People are saying they didn't show Columbus reveal. Mm. Okay, well, I hope he's going to Anaheim. Yeah, I see a lot of people I, say. I do not want to see Connor Bedard in Chicago. That's just no. nightmare fuel, but. Chicago, they're going to get a center, Adam Fantilli or Bedard. So that's a building block yeah. either way for either well, team. So now that we have uh, 13, if the Sabres were to pick there, uh, who do you guys think would be the pick? I think uh, Chuck Winger, Edward Shalla is the guy. The Sabres, they like their Europeans. He just, he just screams Sabres, he pick. Adams has been here long <laughs> enough where... You can kind of get like a nice prediction going. Mm. Uh, besides that, I'm not really sure. I think Matthew Wood 
American winger compared to Tage Thompson by Craig Button. I don't really see that, but maybe a, a winger with size. I, a defenseman would be ideal. I like Dmitry Simishev, a Russian defenseman. He's left-handed, but I don't really care. Uh, but I, defense is ideal, but I think Czech winger Edward Shala will be the guy I mean, if he's there. I really I really think, like, I, I look at the names that I'm just looking at against. Like, one of these guys is going to drop to us between, you know, the two defensemen you named. I mean, is Perot, is he in that range, you think, of, like, probable top 10 but i said you go through the names it's like someone's gonna fall i i don't know i i really want i think i want the right handy uh i want to say his name wrong but i think it's david reinbacher Reinbacher, that's yeah probably the guy but it feels it feels boring but i'm fine with it i mean i don't know a ton about him i I just i was i've never watched him play or anything and maybe i'm just trying to fit a need that He's rock He's sort of there, but how there is it? I don't know. Don't yeah. second guess yourself. He's great. Uh, so yeah. I just like, you go through the names. Like there's, I think there's a good fifteen guys. It's like one someone's gonna fall at thirteen. Yeah. Let's take this time to uh, maybe hype up the annual draft booklet that you guys put out and uh, contribute to Charger Buffalo. Always does a great job uh, with the draft coverage. Um, should be dropping, I don't know, soon, relatively soon. I mean, what are we, a month and a half? Before the draft. Yeah, sometime before the draft. So, uh, you have all the info you'll need, um, on everybody available, the Sabres in there. We're back from break now. I'm going to... Before you put that back on, I will say this, though. A lot of people just assume that one of those two right shot D are going to be available for the Sabres. I wouldn't hold your breath. Defensemen always go higher than expected. Uh, every year since like 2003, a defenseman has gone in the top five every year, like clockwork. I don't think this year, this year will be no different. Someone's going to well, go high and whoever's, oh, there we go. All right. In the Buckeye state. In Columbus, Ohio. Oh, okay. Oh boy! All right, it is official. Watch parties are going nuts so far. You can see the good mojo right. has been brought by DJ. That are going bonkers, and on the left, that is oh, the man. scene, and it is set now for the final two. Anaheim Ducks general manager Pat Verbeek, and on the left, general manager of the Chicago Blackhawks, Kyle Davidson. Without further ado, Deputy Commissioner Bill Dill, take it away. The first overall selection in the 2023 NHL Draft belongs to the Chicago Oh, oh. you've got to be kidding me. Oh, that's garbage. Bedlam in Chicago. It's the worst league in the world. High-fiving on their feet, going nuts as that they sucks. should be. You can see the smiles on the face oh, of their general God. manager, Kyle Davidson, who certainly has to be enthusiastic about well, this great news for their franchise and of course their wow that's all i gotta say wow i think we're all disappointed there anybody but chicago Could i guess i guess it's better than montreal zegris with bedard that's now what do we get who does chicago have left it's gonna be years Oh, never mind. <laughs> Ripping the impromptu jersey off. 
it's going to be years um, before you get to see this guy in the playoffs. Yeah, they they really have nothing. Quite honestly, I don't know. They they've got Lucas Reichel. It's such a but. Ugh. You know, it's like I get that you can almost say, okay, the Sabres did do the same thing Chicago did here, trying to get McDavid. But everything else that Chicago's done, I mean, I don't think I need to get into it. They absolutely, you know, had one of the one of the worst stories to come out about the franchise in a long time. It's just like that just adds to it. I, I get that some people may say today it's like, yeah, the Sabres tore it down to the same degree to get McDavid, but it's not about that to me. Like, I don't care. You want to do that? All the power to you. I respect that the Blackhawks did that. It's everything else for me. Just that organization should be lit on fire. They, uh, yeah, yeah. Don't deserve oh. it after the last two years that they've had. Oh, man. Just, I, uh, and this just means more Chicago on national TV. Right. As if we're not sick of that enough. Are people calling for it being rigged yet? Let's see. I don't know. Check that out. Uh, Joe, you mentioned this before we went on. Um, DJ, I think what, what we want to do is we're going to go through the uh, Sabres history of picking at number 13. Uh, so I can bring that up, actually. Uh, we'll have to do a little scrolling here. Um, but They uh, said it on the broadcast. Most recently, it was Zach Cassian. Yes. In 2009. So let me try and... Uh, Almost worked. Enlarge this a bit. Might be a little tough here. There we go. I'll put us up there. Uh, might be a little hard to see if you're on uh, YouTube or maybe not your full screen. But yes, yeah, so was that Cajun? Would that have been 2000, 2009? I think it's 2009. Right? Yeah. Um, so yes, that Cajun. I remember that, I, I loved him when he came in. Like yes. he, he was oh, yeah. honestly good for like one and a half years. I, I we can't like I feel like it does get overshadowed because of how bad he was after that, and then you know the trade with Hodgson and everything. But he rocked for like a couple of years. It was like this guy could be Tom Wilson, and then he just fell off. Yeah, I mean I don't want to you know accuse of anything or but I mean obviously there were drug related problems. He went to rehab. He was open about that. So you know glad he got back on his feet. But that I really think it could have worked. It's sad to see. I really was optimistic for him. And McNabb and Julian was a good draft. Look at that. Braden McNabb. <laughs> I love McNabb was like, I loved, I loved him as a prospect. He was unreal. And that's yeah. a great draft. Well, we'll see him in uh, about 20 minutes. <laughs> there was a, like, there was a few years around this time where uh, I feel like the Sabres always used to pick at 13. I don't know why. I think that's just the number I always remember when I was little. Uh, twelve, uh, kind of an they area. Were, they, they were, they were, but Van- yeah. This is what Vancouver is now. Like this is exactly what Vancouver became. And like they looked at the Sabers in this era and were like, we could do that. It don't. Yeah. It didn't work. Okay. Uh, oh. straight thirteenth overall picks. Uh, Merrick Nagerpan. Look at this <laughs> impressive stat line. And uh, Drew Stafford the year prior. Chris Baker at Sabres Prospects brings up a good point. In 2008, the Sabres had the 13th overall pick, but they traded up one spot to get Tyler Myers. Oh, well, there we go. So, yep, see, that plays right into uh, my theory there. Uh, so they would have had an 04, 05, 08, and 09. Yeah. Um, How much of a genius move was that at the time? 
I mean, he comes oh into the God. league, wins rookie of the year. <laughs> They're just probably yeah. like, what, the best trade up in, in history. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and the guy the Kings picked, like, never played. Crazy. Philippe Boucher in 1991. Ah. Uh, also, some, another big goon. He played. Let me see. Yeah. Philippe Boucher. Good, good, good uh, little career. How about that? 748. Uh, Games played for Colton Tubert was the guy that the Kings picked. Colton Tubert. Never heard of him. Yeah, I guess Tyler Myers for the win. Yeah. Yeah, what a draft that is. Joel Savage in 1988. Uh, Rob Ray this year, too. Uh, Swing and a miss. (laughs) Three games played. Um, Yeah, McGillney may have been the better guy in in the fifth round. (laughs) <laughs> Look at this, 1983, three first round picks. Tom Barrasco, oh that was a hit. Uh, Norm Lacombe and Adam Creighton. Uh, lots of games played, but not a lot of impact. Um, keep scrolling here, running out of drafts. Larry Playfair was a uh, 13th yeah. overall selection. Okay. Obviously a uh, big time member of the Stabers alumni operations uh that is all the time the sabers have picked 13 it's gonna that's gonna do it so Man, there's just a sour taste in my mouth after that all that winning chicago has done <laughs> yeah, over the years and they finally start to be bad again and now you got one of the best prospects that come along in the last decade come on you know what? Yeah. This reminds me like happened with Pittsburgh too. Right? Yeah, exactly. This is the Pittsburgh thing. They won all throughout the nineties, yeah. sucked for four years, won the lottery, and then they were nice. I was gonna use the, the Golden State Warriors thing where they were hurt for a couple of years, fell to the bottom, mm-hmm. and now they're back and could win on a championship this year. Ooh, that's all I gotta say. Yeah. I I mean I really don't think that Chicago I, – I remember when Crosby came in, that team still absolutely stunk for a couple of oh, years. Yeah. And they had, like, actual players still on that roster. And, I mean, you just – it's not going to turn over overnight. You just kind of – honestly, I would say this is, like, the worst-case scenario for Bedard. It, heavy spotlight, very, very bad team around him. They have cap space. They have a couple guys and a couple prospects. I mean, it's not like it can't turn over in due time, but – you think he's really just – he's got to be five years out on making the playoffs unless it's something dramatic happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, will this speed Steals anything up uh, maybe for Chicago is what I would I think do. you stay the course. A little bit, sure. Like, oh, so different. I, mean, man, I think I, you stay the course. Like, He's got to play. It's, it's like – it's essentially the same spot the Sabres were in in 2015. Like – do you in this scenario you got Macklin Celebrini next year and in 2015 the Sabres had Austin Matthews the next year in hindsight probably you're thinking okay maybe you should have pumped the brakes a little bit and had your eyes on the prize the next year and Matthews or Line and inside you got Alex Nylander so I bet the Blackhawks just kind of pump the brakes continue their process keep drafting 
and they go for a Macklin Celebrini or Cole Iserman next year. Man, TJ, what you said, it really is so much like the Penguins. That's just it the whole identical. situation. They it is so funny. Like, I can't stop thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it, I just, I really, really think like if you, if you were to like rate all the teams by what is the worst case for Bernard. And I know that like Chicago is a great spot for him. So his brand might be in good shape, but like on the ice, he's just going to have the worst team around him for probably the longest in the spotlight. And I think that's, just not what you want. I, I do think that that, I, I think he's a different breed. I mean, like I heard this guy talking about how he's never tried fast food. Just like, <laughs> yeah, I never did that. Like, I think he's just a different level of competitive of compete level. I mean, he's carrying that team through the playoffs. And I, I do think that like, it just doesn't matter. Like, I don't think he's going to, like, I'm not saying he's going to fail. Like, I'm not saying that at all. Like he's still going to be a generational talent, which I do think we throw around too much, but I just don't think he make like, you think like the needle that he pushes needs to be pushed. Like, 80 times more than one player could push in, in a short span. So I don't know what they're going to do because even their expensive players are bad. Like name one player on the team this year, other than Lucas Reichel, that's like actually really good at hockey. Like you, <laughs> you can argue Seth Jones. And I would say, like yeah, he's maybe, the only one. I don't know. And, and like, he seems like he needs to be propped up. Like he's good, but I do think he needs support and he did not have it. And like, that wasn't, I mean, what's their top prospect? Frank Nazar, Kevin, Kevin Korchinski. Yeah. They had three first round picks last Korchinski year. and Nazar. I mean, how? Sam Rinzel. Yeah. I mean, what did any of those guys like? I mean, do you believe any of those guys right now are like clearly top end NHL players? Like, I feel like none of them made a huge step. I don't know. I guess I didn't follow. It's hard. They're really know. good. I wouldn't say yeah, they're. Just... I wouldn't say yeah. they're like franchise changing talents but i think they're gonna be key players for them when it's all said and done uh i i really like nazar he was one of the guys that i would have loved the sabers to pick last year with any of those three firsts so yeah it's gonna be interesting yeah, he went, did he sure. go with a couple before yeah i think he went like 12 i, I mean there is 13. one maybe two guys uh yeah, yeah, because I, I, I remember thinking like, man, if he could slip, that would be great. But I, I you guys, do you guys remember who I was all in for? I don't Sabres? remember. Who was it? He went to Nashville. I was, I was, I was oh yeah, I remember Camel. I was just like, yeah, I will yeah. do anything for this man. He <laughs> looks good. I will see. I mean, we will see. He looked good. He kind of he got the call overseas to come over, and he's uh, in the organization now. But this team is useless. Completely useless. I mean, Here, name, name one guy on this roster that you're looking at right now that's like going to be there. Taylor Radish had a sneaky it's good so year. Bad. Yeah, um, twenty goals. Yeah. Wow. He was. I mean, he could, he has really good finishing, but like very bad play generation. So he, he really relied on just his like shot volume was super bad because he was sort of like a DFS guy that you'd notice because he'd get power play role, but like he he like I'm trying to think of a good comparison. Like, uh, honestly, kind of like Victor Olofsson, really. Like, he yeah. just doesn't really – he might be better defensively, but he just never really generates the play himself. He kind of just finishes it. I mean, what are the shooting percentage, like 15%? Yeah, it's just like – They've cool. just got nothing. Man, um, a lot of these guys, like, aren't even going to be there anymore next year, or they were traded at the deadline that we're no. looking at right here. Uh, That's just brutal. Like, Max Domi's gone, right? Yeah, he a he's on trade? Dallas. Yeah, he's right. on Dallas. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Even it's going to be a much different looking team. This is a win, though, for the, the NHL needs to promote its players better. Oh, yeah. Just by merit of it being Chicago. Yeah. Uh, he's going to oh, be the NHL is thrilled at the outcome yeah. of this lottery. Yeah. 100%. It's like, I, I bet NHL, they wanted McDavid in Buffalo. When mm-hmm. Bill Daly flipped that card over eight years ago and it was the Edmonton Oilers, NHL had to have been furious. But yeah. Bedard's going to a good market. They can throw him on ESPN. Plus. They're going to have That's lots right. of games. Maybe not next year, but eventually. It's another face you can market. Yeah. And let's not forget yeah. Anaheim. They won the lottery, even though they slipped back. Yeah. They're picking second. They're, Adam Fantilli's. they're getting an NHL-ready player. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're getting a really great prospect. He's going to probably step in right away and contribute for them. They've got Zegris, McTavish, now Fantilli. You would assume they're going to pick him at least. They're going to be really good eventually. Man, that's just probably the thing. soon. It's like the players he could have played with right away, they would have been right in the running. If they oh got yeah, it. yeah, I think so too. That sucks. I mean, they, they definitely on the back end are really, real weak, but they have guys coming in. Drysdale got hurt, so yeah, I think it would have been like that would have been a home run for at least. I mean, obviously Anaheim, but I think Bedard as well. I think that was probably his best case scenario. Um, you could argue Columbus would have been really good too, because at least there's like some pieces in place, but they had Chicago injuries to field. I mean, it's the worst yeah. team. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think there was a lot of better landing spots, but man, that this was, uh, this was the best for the league, the worst for the player. And yeah. luckily, like I'm saying, I think he's so talented and so committed. And I just, uh, I can't imagine just his brain is just different. Like I said, I, I listening to him talk about that stuff. I'm like, this guy's a different breed. So I think he'll just come in and be amazing still and eventually get them there, but it's going to take time. And I, and as we learned with Eichel, some players don't want to wait. And I mean, it could get ugly, but I just kind of doubt it. I mean, I know, That's a good not, point. Uh, he, he did it in juniors. He will a very mediocre Regina Pats team to the, playoffs in general like they were gonna trade him but he didn't want to leave to go elsewhere so he willed that team in the playoffs a very mediocre team and they almost did some damage so you never know maybe he'll do that that's the playoffs yeah so we'll we'll see Uh, you gotta assume they're gonna have to bring in some guys they can't just ice this dumpster fire of a team i mean they tore it down to get him so you got the prize maybe you start building but i wouldn't expect them to be making tim murray moves trading first round (laughs) picks and high-end prospects to get good right away they're gonna stay the course but they're not gonna try and be the worst team in the league next year i wonder oh let me uh motorcycle go to my house (laughs) Uh, I wonder if this kind of has a ripple effect maybe in Anaheim too. Do you think, uh, do you think this affects John Gibson? Maybe if he wants to stay there more, do you think he was thinking about that at all? Was the team thinking about that at all? Uh, if Bedard got there, are they instantly more competitive? Apparently Pat Verbeek told season ticket holders like a luncheon that he's not trading John Gibson. So okay, he's probably staying, but yeah. 
I think it's he has not been good enough either to really like bolster that out. I mean, he's so expensive. Yeah. I I had a lot of faith in John Gibson going into the past couple of years, like thinking like he's going to find it again. And uh, mm-hmm. I just think he is just what he is. He is a very much a he can win you a game and he can absolutely fold like a lawn chair. And uh, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, they're a fun team for a reason. They were the most, they were one of the most fun teams to watch all year. Like they were the DFS. I mean, obviously, you guys know I do a lot of the betting and the DFS, yes. and they were just, the, they would give up every shot possible. They would take every chance. And it is tough to play in that environment, obviously, but John Gibson was a train, a train ride, just a, a either a train wreck <laughs> or he delivered them to a win that you never expected. But I, I had a lot of fun with Anaheim this year. And I think everyone in the betting community just loved every time Anaheim was on a slate because I, they really could go down as one of the worst defensive seasons ever. <laughs> it should. Like it really should with how much they gave up. So they, like I said, they have some woes on the back end. Uh, Bedard doesn't solve that, but they have players coming in. And like Drysdale is going to be really good, I think. So. Mm-hmm. They they've gone heavy on D the last couple of seasons. They've they've got a lot coming. So I think the Ducks are going to be a phenomenal team. I think they would have been a great landing spot for Bedard. But oh well, Uh, pick thirteen. Here we go. Until you'll be really useful there. Oh, for sure. It's it's like the Sabers getting Eichel. Fantilli, yeah, had a. Yeah. monster season you think he's on the same year. level like you think like it's like that is you you, you yeah. really think like it's really not i even think that so far off at all like you're saying like yeah i feel um, like he doesn't feel that way it is and i like watched a lot of the college playoffs i was obviously gambling on that as well of course as any degenerate <laughs> would and watching him i'm like this guy doesn't belong out there like you could just tell it just every time he's out there every shot he took it's like that's a different player so yeah I'm, on, I'm excited to see what he can do i think he's on a much better team than eichel had at BU back in the day. It's yeah. crazy that you can say back in the day at this point, eight years ago. But uh mm-hmm. yeah, I think he's just as good of a prospect as Eichel was. Anaheim's getting a dynamite prospect. Assuming they pick him. You never know. Maybe they really like Mitchkov. Who knows? Yeah. I think if anyone I mean honestly Columbus, I could see them taking Mitchkov. They've had a, a you know a lot of Russians that they've gone after in the past right. and they've jumped up to get some of these guys that are ultra talented, but had the same concerns of like, when will they come over? Um, honest. I mean, who was it? Which one was it? Chinnikov, the one that just like, like announcers didn't even know who he was. Yeah. I, I just think that maybe <laughs> this is going to be, this could be where, where they go. Unless if they fall in love with, you know, Smith or Carlson, Carlson but yeah, I may, feel like Carlson. Yeah. Carlson, Carlson, I, I, I've seen a lot of people talking about Smith now though. Yeah. I've seen a lot of Will Smith love and not the actor. Who's uh <laughs> who's picking fourth? Is it uh let me sharks. pull up the the sharks? Right, sharks. Yeah, I think so. Pretty sure. I'm trying to gauge where Mitchkov will go. I feel like the sharks could pick Mitchkov. They're just starting a rebuild yeah. GM. There's really no pressure. Like if if you're Columbus, Yarmo kekalainen has been there for over ten years. He's got to be running on borrowed time at yeah. some point. So yeah. can you pick a Matt Bay-Mechkov and wait three years when you've got a pretty close to immediate NHL impact player in uh, Leo Carlson staring you in the face? Same thing with Montreal. Like They want to be good sooner rather than later. Are they going to pick a Matt Bay-Mechkov? 
I don't know. I could he slide down to the Capitals? That's crazy to think, but maybe Arizona picks him. There's really no pressure for them to be good anytime soon. And hell, they're probably going to trade Mitchkov within the next 10 years to anyways to start the cycle all over again. This is just a, a question I have for you guys, just out of curiosity, because you're the draft guys. Um, do you think Arizona stays put with those two picks or do they use that as ammo to maybe move into the top three? Yeah, I, I wouldn't rule it out. They they moved up last year. They trade a bunch of picks with the Sharks to get another. I don't even was it top ten? I don't remember. It was definitely top fifteen to get uh, Connor Geeky, which I'm not a huge fan of him, but uh, good on the Coyotes for getting their guy, I guess. But uh, I could see it. You got all these picks. Like if there's a guy you really want, they. There's no other team in better position to get the guy they like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they, they have, I think it's eight second-round picks in the next two years. It's something insane. I, I know they have five next year. I think they have three this year. So I think they have the ammo if they want to use it, but I don't know. I, I, I kind of doubt it. I just don't think a team is going to move. Like I, I, GMs are cowards. So I think anyone's yeah. going to move out of the top five is going to be really tough to see because I do think the top five feels pretty solidified. Um. So then what, you move it up one spot? I don't know. You'd have to really wow someone, and it's like, how many second-round picks are you going to give up to move up three spots? If uh, you, They need to add more to that, that pipeline, I think, too. So mm-hmm. I doubt it, but you never know, obviously, with Arizona because they, again, they kind of need to win or they're going to move, it feels like, a little yeah. bit. Like, tennis doesn't get up soon. Yeah. Maybe they actually do go to Houston, so – that arena boat's coming up. Mm-hmm. I think it's next week. So yeah, that's crazy. I thought I thought I saw a report somewhere saying that if that doesn't go through, they might be moving as soon as next season. As soon as next season, I saw that too. Yeah, I remember. And Houston, that. Houston has an arena ready. Apparently, the Rockets own. I don't know who the Rockets owner is. The Houston Rockets, but there's been dialogue. So I wonder if the Houston arrows are coming in next year. <laughs> I I feel is, like the yeah. boat's going mean, to pass. It really so. is just, it's Gary Bettman, man. He can't admit when he's wrong. It's amazing. Like you would think he would have any sort of ability to be like, I messed up. And he just, it doesn't exist. It does not exist. He doesn't like anyone working outside of his rules and he'll never go back to Quebec because they tried to go around him. And he basically told them to screw themselves forever. Again. And this is like, man, I don't know. I don't know. This was his love child. I just can't see him giving it up no matter what. And it's failed to an unbelievable degree when it's like actually being talked about on major sports shows where they're like, what's going on in Arizona? It's like, yeah, no, this is really bad, Gary. Maybe relax, uh, give it up. It sailed, but I don't know. I mean, I love that team though. And like, I really, really love the end of the season for them. Like I was super, it wasn't quite Sabres level, but they were a powerhouse top line. I mean, you look at the analytics behind that top line in the back half of the year and you're just like, okay, this was a top three line in the NHL. It's stupid. Like Barry Hayden went from, is this guy ever going to make it to, right. is this a top line center? Like, yeah, it was actually that good. So I, I do want this team to succeed and I like some of those guys. So I, I don't know. It'll be interesting. No, that's the thing. Like it is kind of, it, it sounds ridiculous, but 
compared to expectations, like they played their way out of the top five. And I, yeah. I know like they had a really strong end of the year. I didn't watch many of their games, um, but I do. They're a fun that. team. Yeah, I a good, fun, young team. Uh, I do remember them winning a lot down the stretch. Uh, a fun, underrated goaltender as well. Carl Vamelka. Um, and it, just back to the relocation thing, yeah. I, do, I have uh, an article here. Oh, wait, no. Nope. Uh, wrong one there that I clicked. Um, this is it from uh, Canucks Daily. Radic Bong is this guy's name, but he was um, quote. It was Frank Saravalli who said it. Uh, on, okay. Uh, 960. Is that Edmonton? What? Um, or might have been in Vancouver. Actually, that's why they uh, prior recording it. But yeah, according to Saravalli, it would be uh, could be as soon as next year if the vote goes bad. So. Do you guys think hockey could ever work in Arizona? Like, is it a location thing? Is it is it a combination of where their arena is and also that they just never really have a good team? Like, if they had, if this rebuild works for them and they get that arena deal, is there any possibility where hockey works in Arizona? I think so. Yeah, because you look at you look at Florida. Yeah, that arena's bumping yesterday. Ten years ago, we were talking, saying the same stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they showed up. Winning cures all. They showed up in the 2012 uh, Cup run. They, yeah. they 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 carried over, uh, or not the Cup run, but the, uh, the 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 playoff run. They carried over the whiteout. That's a thing still. Uh, I wonder if they still do that actually, because they haven't made the playoffs since the Jets came back to the league. Well, they they were they're they're in their uh, the Jets first league first year back i think uh but no i mean how is it any different from from vegas where this was a question uh the california teams dallas when they first came into the league uh winning cures all like you said joe uh if if they start winning and i really want them to start winning because they have an awesome identity and it would just be cool to have another fun team uh out west to watch uh it absolutely could cure all but they just they have nothing in terms of leadership. There's no stability. They're like, yeah, I don't know yeah. what they're, they're, they're probably the most pathetic franchise uh, in sports. Quite <laughs> frankly, I don't think you can, there's really yeah. anybody else. I mean, the fact they're in a major league too. It's even, I, I think that, yeah, I think, I think what, uh, what like a Vegas did and what some of these Florida teams did was they really tried to make it a destination to go to a game right. as a, I mean, Vegas didn't have to try too hard because Vegas is such a destination. And I, I just think that they somehow thought that Arizona was becoming a destination for a, a lot of snowbirds, which it probably is still, but they just didn't build the NHL has just done such a bad job at marketing the game for the past 25 years that it never got there. And I think under this current leadership with this marketing team, that's just the all the old boys club that does not have any innovative ideas that does not market the product to anyone, but the made up fans they have in their head that don't exist. Um, just going to continue to find yourself in these situations where markets don't work when the team isn't fantastic. Cause even when they're kind of good, it doesn't matter when they're really good. Yeah. Obviously people will show up to the winner, but they need to make that a destination. And that's why I kind of like the Atlanta idea where they're like, what if we just build literally like a, a small city of sports complex mm-hmm. in whatever area, I think that kind of thing works when you make it all encompassing, you know, you make it a full kind of like a, you know, it's like a brand thing. Like it's like a influencer thing to go to, to this, you know, type of thing. And Vegas tried to do that. I think they were pretty successful, but obviously really good, which helped. Um, 
but the NHL, I just, I don't think it's going to work there in the short term, no matter what. I think that the politicians in Arizona kind of realize that and they just don't seem interested and they're probably lazy because most are, and they're just like, the easiest path is to just get rid of them. And that's the concern. And I think Gary Bettman just unwilling to listen to that because he thinks he can bully them into what he wants because he's a narcissist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. I, it's I'm people of Arizona that franchise and I, I hate it. Yeah. Do you guys think that they'll actually approve this arena deal? Also, what else know. is in this proposition? Like, is it just the arena yeah. district or are they getting like, I haven't, I, I probably will never look at the whole proposition, but oh, I, the people I see... seem pretty opposed to it. So I'm okay. guessing it's pretty terrible. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, did you guys see how someone uh, graffitied the press conference uh, spot? <laughs> With with chalk, saying no. like say no to the bill when uh Batman came in to speak. Wow, about it, yeah. So the people don't care. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what? I mean, I... how many different cities have they played in as that franchise? Phoenix, <laughs> Glendale. Now they're trying to do Tempe. Um, they've Is been ASU in Tempe too. Yes, I think. Yeah, I believe okay. so. Yeah, yeah I, think yeah, so, I yeah. don't know. It can. I think it can work, but. Man, this is the the last resort. Because what else are you gonna do? Because you, you can't you can't play at ASU in the Mullet Arena for a, no, however long it takes until you figure it out again. No. And Honestly, now I Salt think Tempe, Tempe is really the best option because right. I'm sorry. Oh no! You go finish your thought. Go ahead. No. I was going to say, it's like what works in Columbus is Ohio State. I mean, I had a friend that went to Ohio State and they were just busing kids to games for like nothing. Like the school would buy the tickets and they just had such a good connection. I think you kind of have to keep that with Arizona State. Like you have to keep wow. that connection. You got to keep get, getting the students there, making it an event, making it like, hey, like we're going to do, you know, wear a mullet night. Literally, I know it's not yeah. mullet arena where they're going to play, but like make these events and make this something really fun for all the students to get involved in because that's how you sell it, I think. And, do a frat night. Arizona State's um, yeah, biggest I, I mean, party state, the, or biggest yeah. party school in the nation. Party school, yeah, it, yeah. I think you have to you have to make it something of that nature and, and really try. And, but again, the NHL is run by morons that are not innovative. They won't yeah. do this stuff, and you're going to rely on that organization to do all the legwork. All the, I, it's just it's hard for me to see it getting there without really really strong leadership in Arizona, and I have no idea if they have it. And by the looks of their ability to garner you know, the people to vote for them to stay, it doesn't feel like it's great um, if it's going this poorly. So yeah, they, it sounds to me like it's going to fail, but I have no idea. And I, you know, the loudest voices are not always the majority. Like people that show up at town hall meetings are normally not normal people, not to be mean to anyone that's maybe <laughs> yeah. showing up at a town hall meeting, but mm. like you either have a really good reason or you show up to a lot of these things because you have nothing better to do. So yeah. It's not maybe the best indicator, um, but it still it just feels like a bad sign that this organization cannot garner enough support for a major sports franchise. Like that just feels really, really bad. I, it's just hard. It's like it, it seems obvious, but I don't know. So we'll see. Um, just one more thought. I did see someone on Twitter. This is weeks ago, so I don't remember who it was that made this point. Uh, but pretty much saying like, if you move the team to Canada, if you move the team to Quebec you're not necessarily growing the game because everybody in Canada is a hockey fan, right? So maybe they're trying to grow the league by keeping it in Arizona and, and keeping it going. But I think that's a 
lousy argument. And I think if the, there's there's a brilliant, beautiful arena in Quebec City, uh, the Videotron Center, I believe it's called. Yes. The money's there. It's it's if you're trying to to maintain a professional look for your league, uh, that that's the destination or Houston or Houston because yeah. there's a lot of people mentioned there. Houston before. Uh, Salt Lake City's been kicked around yeah. a little bit lately too. I've never thought about it, but they have the Utah Grizzlies in the ECHL. Maybe they can resurrect that to be an NHL team. I don't know, but they've been kicked around there too. I bet Houston's the betting favorite. To, uh, get the coyotes if they move but that would be a really cool uh the utah jazz who i think play in salt lake they have an yeah. awesome arena i don't know if it's outfitted for hockey but that would be a really cool looking uh hockey arena because it's a really cool looking basketball arena on the 32 thoughts pod i'm pretty sure i i, I think it was friedman that said that bettman met with the jazz owner to talk about Either I don't know if it was relocation or expansion, yeah. but mm-hmm. the t- the fact that Luke we've talked about this yeah occasionally over the last couple of years expansion it gets poo pooed a lot on Twitter, but I think it's it's gonna happen. It's inevitable. It, influencers are putting up billion dollar bids to buy the Ottawa Senators. What's mm-hmm. what's the expansion fee gonna be now? One point two, one point three? I don't know. I'm telling you, there's going to be 36 teams in the NHL in the next 20 years. It's going to happen. Whether you think it's a good idea or a bad idea, Gary Bettman doesn't care. All he sees is the the dollar signs. Mm -hmm. You bring in Quebec, you bring in Houston, Atlanta wants a third go at it. You bring in Salt Lake City. Listen. If that's the case, maybe you just contract the, the, the coyotes and get rid of them <laughs> i mean well let's say the, the arena deal works out they get austin matthews in a couple years and the rebuild works mm-hmm. and then everything's fine you got 32 functional 34 I mean, 36 fun, functional franchises yeah yeah it's it's really just it feels like uh exactly what gary bettman would do though it's like you can't create organic growth in the league you can't create this sort of like clear and like it seems so easy too like everyone seems to love hockey there's so many avenues to grow the game without expansion but they can't so this is really his only option it feels like to keep the salary cap going up to you know it's like we have to do it i do think it's inevitable but i think it's inevitable because of his failures and like right. this is his only way out to look good and to, it's like i don't love it but i i'm not gonna you know i'm just gonna move on with my life i clearly can't control it like if we get 34 teams all right we have 34 teams now okay sounds good i thought we'd get to 32 at some point we did um once we got 31 obviously we're getting 32 34 sure but i just wish this league could grow on its own and not need this influx of money that actually doesn't like create more hockey fans other than that one market like it does but not enough it doesn't actually make hockey a bigger sport and it's not taking eyes away from basketball and baseball. It's like, mm-hmm. because it just, the sport does such a bad job marketing its product. Yeah. That we can't yeah. do that. We have That's to true. The city it's, and it's like, just the city itself can't, can't be the reason for the game growing. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. I'm telling you. That's the way it it's is. Gonna happen. That's... Hockey in Atlanta That's not, again. Yeah. He looks at it like a CEO. Hockey mm-hmm. in Atlanta again is going to be really funny. I think the Thrashers can work. Third time's the charm, baby. I think so. Yeah. It's, I'm back. 
It's like the fifth biggest city in America. How did it? Yeah. How can it work? not? Like, again, it's just such an unbelievable. It's it's un it's unfathomable. Like you're given the population density of like 12, 15, I don't even know how many buffaloes. It's got to be. I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> Atlanta is a huge city. Like I feel like we don't, we don't realize it until like you see like oh like the the twentieth biggest city in the world, Atlanta. And you're like no way, but it is. And it's like it's failed so quickly and fast. They just in the middle of the night left. It's like how did this happen? Like how did they not Nobody fire the commissioner of the league? You think that it's unbelievable? I it's feel like, like since the Thrashers were in the league too, like Atlanta has become more. I don't want to say popular, but more of like a culturally uh, relevant city. Like maybe that has to do with like uh, you know the boom of hip hop and how many rappers come out of there and stuff. But it just it feels like Atlanta is a bigger city, um, with like a more attractive city maybe than it was the last time um, the NHL was there. So just oh okay. maybe that can contribute to it. I'm looking at the the top TV markets in North America uh, for this year. Every Every uh, city in the top looks like ten or twelve here has a team except for Houston and Atlanta. Wow! So you got to get in there. All the uh, yeah. all the other leagues are there, right? Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's gonna happen. Yeah, every there's too league. much smoke. I Phoenix think... is the number eleven. Yeah. I kind of TV market. How how the fact that hockey is not working there, or they yeah. can't figure it out, maybe it's just, just blows too, my mind. Wow. Maybe it's too desert like. Well, it's Glendale. <laughs> if if I didn't if I didn't know the Coyotes played in Glendale, I would have never known that Glendale was a city in Arizona. No yeah. way. It was Glendale, not Scottsdale. Then. Yeah. They played okay. Yeah. I mean, Buffalo's the fifty fourth ranked mm-hmm. media market. Mm-hmm. In North America, yeah. like they might be the smallest market team that has an NHL team, from what I'm seeing. I'm just curious, where's Sacramento in there? Let me see. Are they listed? Give me a second here. I know we diverged quite off the path. Buffalo is higher than Sacramento. I don't see oh, him wow. yet. Huh. Well. Anyway, that's all I need to know. Yeah, I don't see him. I'm sure I just glazed by it, but Mm -hmm. oh well. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else we should touch on? I don't know. This was fun. This is very fun. Uh, Yeah, who's winning the cup? I don't know. Cup predictions and we'll get out of here? Yeah. At this point. We have a Kraken. I mean. Give me the Kraken. Did you guys have a. Did you guys have a pre-start cup prediction? I don't know if I if I missed that. I don't know if you. I mean, we might have. I might have called Edmonton. I don't know. I am. I had Edmonton beating New Jersey, so I'm still alive. Oh, that's my that's my dream final. I want to see Edmonton, New Jersey, the the questionable goaltending matchup, the high scoring, the fast pace. I want that. That's what I want. But I think Florida has that. 2012 Kings yeah. team of destiny energy around them. Yeah, that's the vibe I'm getting. 
But I and think a, a, West, a Western Conference final of Seattle and Vegas would be really interesting too. The yeah. two newest teams. That'd be a That'd be, really oh fun storyline. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it goes back to expansion. I, I, These prospective owners are going to be salivating at that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The rules are fair. Within it, within yeah. a year, I, I think we within a year, nice. we're going to be getting smoke about that. It's going to happen. It definitely felt like going into this round, the consensus was definitely Edmonton. Uh, I think honestly, Carolina, New Jersey felt like a bit more of a toss up than I thought. But everyone was on Toronto. Everyone was on Dallas. Like no one thought Seattle had a chance, except for me, who picked them, of course. Um, and I was just thinking, like, I was game seven. I was like, Vegas is going to make it to game seven against against uh, Edmonton. They're going to do it. Yeah. But I think McDavid gets it done. I, I just don't see how Vegas, like, they're just a little bit too one-dimensional, I think, at forward. They're finding the goals right now, but if that falls off even a little bit in the back, you know, they're back uh, six, yeah, it could be over. So I think Edmonton finds a way, and that Seattle series with Edmonton, I think, would be also a lot of fun because, it, you know, again, it's still an expansion team versus, like, the best player in the world. Like, I want to yeah. see him on that stage so bad um but okay luke i don't think i think i kind of cut you off with your prediction no no no, no. um i think I, I i said it i think i i think florida might pull it off uh, florida edmonton will also be a really fun mm. series uh, i want edmonton but i think florida might be a team of destiny uh right now um yeah. that game by, by the way right now as we speak it is 1-1 <laughs> Um, between the Oilers and Vegas. Uh, Oh, and here comes McDavid on a breakaway, and he stopped. Rebound. Oh, and Brassois hurt. Ooh. Brassois hurt. Yep. He's holding his face. What do you guys think happens to Toronto when they get eliminated here? Dubis. The thing is, I don't even know. It's honestly, <laughs> I don't even know if firing Dubis would do anything. Because, like, you have the his talent. contract is up. His contract is up. Maybe they do a mutual parting of ways. With like the state that they're in, though, if you bring in a GM, I feel like you're only doing one thing, and that's getting rid of money and getting rid of players and trying to fix the mess. Yeah, like does that make change. sense? Like. Well, Matthews and Nylander going in the last year of their deals. Mm-hmm. Marner and Tavares got one more year after that. I don't know. Well, the it's, Tavares deal is already sticky, up. Yeah, it's a sticky situation for sure. And if you if you lose, like say you lose Matthew, like maybe they keep Matthews, but you lose Nylander, and then you lose Tavares after that. Yeah, sure, you got the cap space, but... Where are your prospects coming up? Where are your draft picks? Like you're not going to replenish your your team, really. So it's going to be interesting. Sabers are on the rise. Senators are on the rise. Detroit mm-hmm. is on the rise. Florida is still a young team. They're good, clearly. So I don't know what happens at Toronto. It's going to be interesting to see. I bet they extend Dubis though, but getting swept yeah. after. Oh, my God beating Tampa. I don't know. I feel like I that just... erases all that has been done. Is Keith gone though? I think Keith has to be out. I don't think winning yeah, one series. He's gotta go. He's gotta yeah. go. Gerard Gallant 
Yeah, I was just thinking that. That's I I mean, like they bring him. No, I mean you. You watched that. That overtime was just a perfect encapsulation of a team that just was not there. I mean, they were so timid, and they did Mm -hmm. nothing. And then just like I don't. it, It was like I can't imagine watching that as a Maple Leafs fan and just watching this season basically end. And like no one put up a fight in overtime because they no one wanted to make a mistake and then no one touched Reinhardt. It's like, how did you let him go? I, I just I don't know. I really don't know. There's really nothing to say anymore. That team is they're just lifeless in, in pressure situations. Yep. You have to fire the coach. I, I mean, they, I think they gotta do something in the top six. I mean, I think this is the perfect time to cut bait on Tavares if possible, because he just he I mean, he looked a lot better this year, but it just is, isn't happening. He's not your captain. You got to move on. They got. I don't know. I don't know. Would you take Tavares on Buffalo? I, feel, I honestly feel bad at this point. Eh, I don't think we need him. I mean, it's not, he like he is still a very good hockey player, and he still very much will help any team he goes to. I don't know where he fits into the Sabres roster. Like, you're going to get bump Cousins out. I mean, he's not taking over for Tage. Tage is just better at this point, so – Third line You're bumping center. cousins out of your top six to he's not going to take that. I, I I think he finds a better landing spot. I, I just don't think that's what the Sabres want to do right now. I really don't. Right. He's coming into a team to be a captain somewhere. His contract's back up. To the island. It's up. You're saying two, I, I two or two or three more years. <sighs> two or three. Uh, yeah, because like, I feel like next if you could year, move him though. Yeah. If it's get possible, the I don't even know if you can though. Oh my god, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I hope they do something stupid though and trade like Nylander, who is just unbelievably talented. That would be the best identity. He's not crisis. coming to Buffalo, but go after some goons. I can't. They did though, and like they caught like again, they did this. They go out and get Luke Shen. He murders the goaltender because he can't keep up with his freaking his mark. He just loses his guy, <laughs> dives into the goalie. I'm just like, and like no one seemed to comment on the fact that Luke Shen, if he just held his ground, <laughs> would not have murdered Samson. But <laughs> they go out and get him. Justin holds on the blue line in overtime. Who cannot skate? Loses Reinhardt. It's just like great. Like yeah, you hit you. They had a lot more hits in the playoffs than they did last year. That's fantastic. I guess it helped them win round one. But man, they looked. They're getting embarrassed in round two. It doesn't matter. They get Noel Achari. He has eight hits a game. Well, they're not winning, so cool. Congratulations yeah. to all the people that you know were beating this drum because they got exactly what they asked for. Outscored in the playoffs by the the moment a goaltender stepped up was going to happen inevitably. They have nothing to show for it. Bobrovsky's been unbelievable in this series, and they're dead. It goes to that uh, I common. Bad. I feel bad. <laughs> that common regular season theme of the teams with the most hits are always at the bottom of the league. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. All right, boys, this was fun. Yes. Uh, DJ, you're welcome on anytime. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on short notice. Me on figured we'd just yeah. Extend the invite. Oh, uh, it's <laughs> funny. We've been live the whole yeah, time. No, I, I was, had no jitters. Yeah. It went away. Yeah. For the, for the handful of people watching, no, I'm not really that hope you enjoyed. It's not like you got the biggest guest in the world. It's not like it's like, oh, it's not like you got the highest, you know, craziest guest ever. What are you gonna be nervous about? I'm just I put on a stupid Bedard jersey I made in four no. minutes. Let's have a good time. So we were no, nervous anytime. because this was our first guys, time live. You know, so it was just 
we had no okay. media trolls or anything. But uh, no, I'm thinking this is off the top of my head. Uh, draft comes around. If I'm available, I'd love to at least uh, produce a roundtable with all the guys here. Oh, we could have awesome. up to like 10 people on a stream, yeah. I think. Or we're doing people, that so. 100%. Yeah, yeah, I won't have it? anything. Yeah, I mean, well no, let's touch base but... on the on the touch base on the watch playback with me because that's what our plan yeah. is right now. And it worked really well. I mean, like I said, people need to log in, but it's real seamless. Yeah. It looks a little bit better than this site. I'm not going to lie. I'm not really sure what the site is, but this, uh, we'll go over it. And um, I'm definitely going to do the drinking game. So if you want to make a mock draft, <laughs> even if you're not drinking beer, you can drink whatever you want. I, we tell everyone that like, you don't need to have a beer, uh, but just tracking your sips. So then everyone kind of has an even playing field for like how good they did. And the NFL drafts gets a lot of coverage and you think it'd be easier than it is. And I had nine of the top 10 in the top 10, not correctly. And I still ended up with like 285 sips. It's just like, it's really hard, it's really hard. So no, it'll be fun. We'll, we'll have that made and we'll have, um, we have some macros we're putting in it now. So this will be really, you can just like click and put your player. It's going to be really useful oh, and nice. intuitive. So we'll, we'll, we'll get something together. It'll be fun. Joe, maybe I could do uh, Wasabi Peas, seeing as I hate them so much. Oh, yes. I, I'll never forget that. <laughs> That's a story going back Great. to our college days. Yeah. Oh, man. Hate All right. It. I say we wrap it up here. Uh, thank you for the handful of people who watched live. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, for everyone watching after the fact or listening, uh, hope you enjoyed as well. Give us a follow on Twitter. Joe Marino TCB LVKE TCB and DJ underscore Mitchell DJ. Thanks for hopping on with us on such short notice. Uh, again, welcome on anytime. All right. Thank you.